What's up, everybody, and welcome back to Multiverse Monologues, the podcast show where we like to travel across the multiverses and fandoms that we love to talk about the movies and television shows that accompany those universes. And today we'll be traveling back to a universe that we know well and good, a universe that we travel to very often, the MCU. But it's always a particularly special event when we travel to the MCU for the Marvel Movie Marathon, and today we are going to be discussing the second installment of the Iron Man franchise, this one taking place in 2010, Iron Man 2. It is a pleasure to be back in the MCU, me, myself, with the two gentlemen who are always here on the Marvel Movie Marathon, first off being Mr. Ethan Westloff. Ethan, how are you? I'm doing great, the MCU, baby! I'm so happy to be back here talking about the MCU. This the MCU is always a ride, but I'm. we're going to take Tony Stark's advice that he gives in the later half of this film. So I'm going to tell our audi- audience this. Drop your socks and grab your Crocs, because we're about to get wet on this ride. Straight up, not going to lie, I misheard that line when I was uh, when I was watching it the first time. I'll let you go with that. Mr. Mike Ahead, how are you doing today? I am ready to bring the hammer down, Ooh. but I hope it is not as bad as the hammer in this movie. Oh, and making okay. um, weapons of war. Let oh. me say that. Oh. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Thank you for your clarification. You I can was also gonna... take that statement wherever you want. <laughs> but yes, Iron Man 2, that's what we're going to be talking about today as we slowly make our way through the Marvel Universe. Uh, this is our 23rd film, I would say, that we've been ranking, and we're going we're gonna to talk about this and go in depth. But before we do, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, any podcast channel that you listen to us on. That would be greatly appreciated. But with all that out of the way, let's open our sling rings and head over to the MCU. Our priority is to get the Iron Man weapon turned over to the United States of America. I am Iron Man. The suit and I are one. They will be blood in the water. I hope you have any. Go get him, boss. You complete me. I want one. No. John Favreau's second installment in the Iron Man franchise is met with, you know, whenever I look at this movie on anyone's rankings, it's always like the bottom two. It's either Incredible Hulk or Iron Man 2 at the bottom of everyone's list. And I've seen this movie once. Mm-hmm. I've seen this movie once before. I don't really remember it. It was for my Marvel rewatch. But when I was a kid, fun fact, I was not allowed to watch this movie. Oh, my dad, my dad was not a fan of the second movie as he was the first one. So I wasn't allowed to watch it. So when I was older, I finally watched it. And I wasn't the biggest fan of it like six or seven years ago when I watched it. But obviously this is a new light. New day and age. Yeah. A new day and age. That's, that's right. That's right. But Ethan, I want to get your thoughts first of all. But before we, before we get your thoughts, I, I know you've always got your summary handy. <laughs> But do you want to give my thoughts on the movie before I read the summary? Is that what you're saying? Or do you want to... Or do you want to either either you know, one. Let me, let, me, let me just read the summary, as I normally do. With the world now aware of his dual life as the armored hero Iron Man billionaire inventor Tony faces pressure from the government, the press, and the public to share his technology with the military. Unwilling to let go of his invention, Stark, along with Pepper Potts and James Rhodes, must forego new alliances and confront powerful enemies. Now that that's a very vague synopsis right there, but this show or the not show, this movie stars Robert Downey Jr. as Tony Stark, Mickey Rourke as Ivan Vanko, and Gwyneth Paltrow as Pepper Potts, Don Cheadle as James Rhodes. Probably not Terrence Howard. What's going on there? They recasted someone, but we'll we'll talk about that a little later. Scarlett Johansson making her debut as uh, the the IMDb says Natalie Rushman, but we know for a fact that that is not true. Uh, Sam Rockwell as Justin Hammer, Samuel L. Jackson as Nick Fury, and Clark Gregg as Agent Coulson. Can I add one thing before we get started? Um, Absolutely. I I would like to, from here on out in our Marvel reviews, I would like to include the Hollywood Reporter Top 70 ranking for this movie. I like that. 
For those who don't know, remind this. Okay, so this is whack. Give context. Yeah. Yeah. So I was I came across this on TikTok, and I I had to look at it before someone reacted to it. And this is without a doubt the worst Marvel ranking of any Marvel ranking of all time. They ranked seventy movies. The Hollywood Reporter did, and they uh, there is not one pick that I think I agree with. In this ranking, not Mike, even the it, last. Can you pick. name the name of the person who wrote this? Oh, I'm pretty sure it, their name is on uh, the I'll list. I'll say it at the end because uh, I'll have to scroll all the way back up the okay. list. But uh, okay. let me let me just say, uh, Avengers: Infinity War out of seventy movies, uh, number thirty one, right? which is a crime against humanity. Yeah, yeah. Um, Iron Man two is at twenty eight. Oh, it's ranked higher than Infinity War. <laughs> right off the bat, right off the bat, would you guys say this is better or worse than Infinity War? I'd say it's worse. You know, it's not a hot take. This is worse than Infinity War, for sure. For that's sure. Like, that's just a base fact. I came out of the womb. It was common knowledge. It was Darth Vader's Luke's father. You know, that that's just a fact. It's one of the worst lists. If you want a good, if you want to get angry, go read that list. Hollywood Reporter. But if you want an accurate 70. list on these movies ranked, we are currently in the process of doing that. Yeah, here we're on going to have the most Marvel accurate movie marathon. Yeah. Marvel movie marathon list. Ever. Ever. No, but like, all jokes aside, like legit, I'm not even kidding. Like, cause this, this is like all of us, three dudes, you know, casual or not. Yeah. Self-praise. Six feet apart. Uh, we're not last high, right now. Three. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm also very humble. Did you guys know that? Yeah. We are the humblest of humble out, out here. Mr. Wensloff, what what do you think? Well, first of all, I want to know your history. Cause this movie's been out for a long time. What's your history with okay, Iron Man so 2? So this, uh. I don't. I literally don't remember my first time seeing this, but I've seen this. Uh, this is probably my fifth time seeing this now, and I, I'm trying to remember when I would have watched this for the first time. I don't know. I I watched Iron Man a little after I watched the Avengers movie in theaters, and a, a few years later, I watched I watched this. And uh, my history of this, I'm not. I was not a big fan of this. This is, as you said, this falls at the bottom of most MCU rankings, you know, down there with Hulk and down there with, uh, with this. Yeah. Iron Man too. So going into this, I was not too hot on it, but I'll tell you, I'll tell you right now, Iron Man two. I don't know if it's because we are on this Marvel movie marathon and we know what bad superhero movies are. I I'm here to say that this is not one of them. I like Iron Man two. All right. I like Ooh, Iron Man good. too. Yes. Okay. And notably, this is the bottom of everyone's MCU list. Yes. When they rank everything, apparently it comes up at, what was it, 28? No, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's just uh, a little just bit a better little, than Infinity War. Just a little better than Infinity War. Which is insane. Michael, what's your history with Iron Man 2? This is, out of all the uh, early MCU movies, this is one of few of them I remember seeing in theaters. Ooh. I saw this one in theaters. My family is huge into movies. So we, we, especially when we're younger, you know, you just bring all the kids over to the movie theater and it's like two bucks over at Tinseltown back then. So it was, you know, whatever. Um, I distinctly remember um, the race car scene. And then as uh, you should. Oh yeah. Iconic. yeah. That's the coolest part of the whole movie. Cause it's race cars and uh, cool electric whips. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that, that's my that's my history with it. This is probably my second time seeing the movie uh, since then. <laughs> it's been a while. It's been a while. And going into it, I was like, okay, first movie was really good, really positive. Uh, we'll see where it goes from, you know, how, how will they improve upon this? How will they... And I got to say, it wasn't an improvement over the first one. Oh, no, no. no. Uh, what can be the iconic Iron Man 1? Uh, it's almost a perfect movie in my opinion, but mm-hmm. Iron Man two, it doesn't have the same energy. It tries to emulate the same kind of feelings you get from the first one, but it doesn't commit to them. Mm-hmm. And it, it's like a cheap knockoff in some okay. ways. Okay. But is it a bad movie? No. For okay. reference, our first Iron Man movie in our ranking is the second, I believe of all of the Marvel films. So big shoes to fill. But the original crew is back. John Favreau is here to direct. I'm not sure about the writers, but uh, not overly positive. Not as positive as Ethan, I would say. Would you say that, Micah? Not as positive as not Ethan? Not as positive as Ethan. Yeah. Uh, I'd say it wasn't a bad movie, right. but would I watch it again? Nah, I'm not sure. 
So in the context of all the Marvel films that we've watched, this is certainly not among the bad. I mean, if you want a bad Marvel movie, we've watched many of them, notably last week with Punisher Warzone. Now, this is nowhere near that. But was Punisher Warzone last week? No, we did X-Men or Justin Thoreau wrote this. Holy catfish. We're moving but right yeah, along, same man. deal. If you want a bad movie, go watch X-Men Origins Wolverine. Yeah, you know how we all feel about that. And if you don't, go listen, because that's a good one. But I'm I'm largely in the same camp as Micah here. I The first one is so good. And this is my the main thing and the problem that I have with this one is that scenes just are so... It's so disjointed, this movie feels, especially the first half. It kind of cools down in the second half, but the first half feels so disjointed and scenes come out of nowhere. And it's, it just, there's, there feels like it's a lot less tight Mm -hmm. than the first one was, whereas it was very, it was a very simple premise. In this one, there's almost too much going on with the two villains. And even though there's an excellent performance by, um, Justin Hammer, I think he is great in this movie. There isn't, you know, even Tony Stark, I found myself annoyed with in this movie. And that is not something I was super happy about because even in the first one, he's made to be annoying. But I still he's still likable because yeah. of where he goes. I, I want to highlight this. So this is this is an old take I had, your exact take. That's how I felt every time. That's what, honestly why I really didn't like this movie. But this watch, getting to see it and getting to see Tony, it is the worst of his worst, like he doesn't get worse than he does in Iron Man 2. And just knowing where he goes and his arc, I think it just makes the, his whole story even more uh, beautiful than it already was. So to me, it, I don't know. So to me, I, I liked it. I liked this whole movie. I really did. And maybe it goes into how I watched this. I didn't watch this in one sitting. I watched this in uh, four sittings. I did, but that's because just timing wise, it didn't work out to where I could sit through it. And as I watched it in these chunks, it really, to me, played like an episode of television. And you were saying how it felt kind of chunky in certain scenes and very blocked off in a way. And it really does. It doesn't feel like a movie. I'd say as a movie, it probably, it really isn't the best. But to me, as like just kind of lore dumping and little Easter eggs here and there, I think it does a really good job. And I love all the performances in this movie. There isn't to me, there isn't one bad performance in this movie. I love I I uh, freaking Tony Stark, Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, he sucks, but he brings his A game in this. Pepper Potts, Gwyneth Paltrow, Samuel L. Jackson. Uh, James Rockwell as Justin he, Hammer, that's his name. fantastic. Yeah. yeah. So to me, I'm not. I'm not going to say that this is the best Marvel movie ever because it's certainly not. But I am just so uh, relieved in a way because for years I've looked very down on this movie. But this recent rewatch, I actually had a really good time, hey. and it might be because of the state of the MCU is in now, and the fact that we don't have a Tony Stark. And I love all the little Easter eggs they plant in this. So many characters <laughs> and so cow. many things I was seeing. Oh, that's going to pay off later. The uh, the Senator guy. Senator Stern. Senator Stern. A Hydra He's agent. He's a Hydra agent. Yeah. Yes. Who would have thought? No I know. Who would have so thought? Who would have thought? But it's I, I love stuff like that. And mm-hmm. yes, the movie is very uh, blocky and it isn't it doesn't flow the best. And scenes do come out of nowhere. But I think when you sit down at the end of the day and look at it, it's it's pretty enjoyable. I agree with a lot of what you said, mm-hmm. but the only thing I'll disagree with is um, Justin Hammer. Uh, I didn't like his performance in this movie. Oh, really? I thought he was probably the worst villain we've ever seen. Dude, uh, I was literally was gonna... like on the level of those vampires in Blade. Like, oh, it was so bad. No, no, no. no. I didn't on. laugh at a single one of his things. I thought it was so I legit... dumb. Like compared to compared to uh, what's his name Jebediah Obadiah Stane Obadiah Stane <laughs> Jebediah Jebediah whatever whatever Old Testament okay, name okay all right it's yeah. hard okay like you how do you admit, how do you go from writing such an awesome villain to writing such a just garbage See, I wanna, character I want to just bounce back at you with this yeah, yeah. because he's not even the worst written villain in this movie I know come on wait wait worse wait, 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 wait. way worse 
Come I on. I liked him more than, all more than Hammer. Is, oh, he's I terrible. My Whiplash, I'll say, is bad. Yeah. Not good. I, I would like to flip that. Hammer, Ooh, Hammer, I think, did such a bad job being a villain. Because, I mean, he's so just awful at making things. He <laughs> sucks, but thing he's the was being sucky. And Whiplash actually does some damage. He feels like an actual terrorist in this movie. Uh, I mean, he, sure, he's no Obadiah Stane, but still, I thought he was intimidating how he didn't talk very much. He just kind of like walked around and observed and he had his own thing going on. He had his own agenda yeah. and he just used Hammer and his gullibleness and his stupid like uppity rich man syndrome. Like, oh, I can just give him money and he'll do whatever I want. Uh, and no, that's, that, that's his character. Yeah, flaw, sure. Yeah. Whiplash just takes advantage of all that. And that's so cool. I think Whiplash is like... A real villain. <laughs> Man, I was so I was watching this movie and I just loved Justin Hammer yeah. so much. I was actually gonna bring up the uh just the Marvel movie marathon as a whole and go, all right, who are the best villains we've had so far? Because I think Justin Hammer right now <laughs> as it stands is a top five. Man, I hated him. <laughs> uh, that's so crazy to me. I that is he was great. He was so I bad. I hated his, his line delivery scene where he's like showing him the guns and he's like Claridge high-tech semi-automatic nine-millimeter pistol. Two downtown. I agree. M24 shotgun pump action. Five-round magazine. You know what? You're not a hunter. What am I talking about? I'm getting rid of it. He was so quirky. The way that uh, he Sam Rockwell played so him. So fun to watch. I just also yeah. like Sam Rockwell. So as fun an to actor. watch. Yeah. I, I didn't like he how he delivered crazy. his lines. I didn't like how stuttery he, he like repeated the same thing. Like he was trying to do ad libbing, but it didn't work. Yeah, I don't know. It, huh. it wasn't for me. Maybe I'll have to watch this movie again to really get what you guys were Maybe saying. Maybe you but. have to. Okay, can you explain? So you were telling oh, me yeah, about yeah. it earlier. Yeah. Did Did you take a nap in the middle of this movie, Mike? I almost did. I you almost, almost did. did. Almost. Okay. Did. Okay. I love the scene where he's sitting with with uh, Mickey Rourke and he's and he's sitting there and he's, he starts speaking Russian again for like the millionth time and he's like, I don't know if you know this, but I don't speak Russian. I was laughing my butt off. It is. I think he is. I like him even more than Tony Stark in this movie. That's mm. how good Sam Rockwell was. I love me some Tony Stark, but in my opinion, this is. I don't like Tony Stark in this movie. I think. Robert Downey Jr. does a good portrayal of portraying the the weak and you know almost battered down Tony Stark. I just don't like his character. Yeah, he sucks. Yeah. He for sure sucks. And that's why I like Sam Rockwell because yeah. he's just so good. I love I love how Tony hates him though in this movie and any interaction they have. He's just like, oh, yeah. this guy. <laughs> you kidding me? This guy. They're like you said. They they perfectly contradict each other. You have. Uh, a Tony Stark in the expo at the beginning with all the girls and the lights and the fireworks going crazy. He's in the Iron Man suit. Crazy energy in there. But then later in the movie, you have Sam Rockwell at the expo. He's just dancing, dude. He's dancing. Same oh, amount I, of energy, I though. It's great. Scene. It's so good. Better than a couple of cheerleaders up here. Am I right? <laughs> that was great. And then him taking control. I mean, the ending scene with uh, the whole battle in that like Zen Garden place in the Stark Expo. Oh, that's one of the coolest that cool. battles that was I cool. think that Iron Man ever has. These movies have, always machine. have really good final fights, opening fights, things like that. Um, they, it's just, it's just Sam. What's his name? Sam Rockwell. He didn't. He didn't. He didn't do it for me. He didn't do it for no, me. He didn't which do is, it for me. Which is the, the part that I just like about him, though. Yeah. If I do have to say one good thing, I liked um, how he was completely ignored <laughs> by the reporter at the beginning. <laughs> yeah. I was like, "Yep, all right, this is how I got to take this character for the whole." I think they might set up his character wrong. Hmm. Maybe that's what it was. Hmm. Maybe like they make me feel like I should ignore him. Like, Oh, just push him aside. He's just a, but like the whole movie kind of treats him that way too. Yeah. He, he's never the big bad. He's kind of the guy that just supplies whiplash with everything. His stupidity annoys me. Yeah. <laughs> and so there are rumors though, that he is going to appear or maybe it's even confirmed. Maybe you can correct me on this, but that he's going to be in armor wars. Ooh, I think you're right. I think, I think there you're were right. rumors of yeah. that going on. But and I he would needs, be so down for he that. He needs to come back. Oh, he, he does. absolutely does. They can't do the abomination treatment and change his character. They have to keep him. Oh, exactly they're not going to. Is this the last time they're we gonna, see him or is he in Iron Man 3? 
he is. This is the last time we've seen him, which wow. is crazy because he's he, so good, great. Yeah, in my uh-huh. at least in my opinion, uh-huh. <laughs> at least in my opinion. Oh my god! I, w- oh I wish you god. liked him, Micah, because that he was a highlight for me. In what, in my opinion, I'll reveal my thoughts. It was not well. I already kind of did, but I just I'm not the biggest fan of this movie. It might be one of the weakest MCU films, not across the board, but. As we've stated many yeah. times, though, a weak MCU film, as we've learned in this watch through, is a good Marvel film. <laughs> yes. If there's one thing I've learned, it is certainly not even close to the level of Ang Lee's Hulk. It doesn't even, it's not even in the same conversation. Exactly. At least in my opinion. I know, Micah, you or have Electra. a little bit of a Electra. Left for that. How are the ducks? Same thing. Same thing. I think it's a little higher than those ones. <laughs> It's yeah. It, well, at least it's higher, higher than Howard the Duck, Michael. Higher, higher than Howard the Duck. Oh, yeah, even higher than Howard thank the Duck. Goodness. No, I mean, some agreement. Listen, there. You said Easter eggs earlier, and uh-huh. there. This might be the most Easter egg filled MCU movie, just to tease. And that's what's also coming. a problem with it because it is more of a setup film than an actual film. That's what made that first Iron Man so great. It was just a movie. And sure, there were some things in there that could lead to more things, like you had uh, Phil Coulson in the first one. But this, this they lean so strong into so much. Like, you even see a Captain America prototype shield in part of this movie. How cool is that? Which is he uses it as a, <laughs> as a, as a level. Yeah. Which is strange, because why the heck is he building a cap shield? You know, maybe it was his dad's. It was his dad's. That's what you can draw from it. Oh, was it? Yeah, well, we'll see in. Uh, well, yeah, but he in Captain America he how built the shield. Howard Stark built the shield in Cap, but he built he built Cap many prototypes. We'll see it. We'll see it when we watch that movie. You see but that exact prop? I don't think you see that exact prop, but you see that there are we'll many shields lined up, and actually, that the, one I know the yeah. vibranium shield is the one that Howard doesn't want Steve to take because he's like, no, that is a rare metal. You can't have that one. But Steve likes to wait. He's like, I'm, I'm going to take this one. This one's nice. Interesting. Okay. I do agree, though. Like, they, they have a whole plot with Nick Fury that mm-hmm. honestly could be written out of the movie. And it really doesn't make sense. So let's jump back to our last Marvel film. We had, uh, what was it, The Incredible Hulk. And at the end of that, we had Tony approach uh thunderbolt ross it's like i'm i'm building a team canonically intriguing iron man and iron man <laughs> <laughs> iron man and iron man 2 you're supposed to watch those two and then go incredible hulk thor cap or well te- chronologically you do a cap first but thor is the one you're supposed to watch to leading up to avengers because obviously you have loki and everything but those two iron man are meant to be back to back yeah and since we're talking about setups i mean this this has to be the best post credit scene we've gotten so far. So we found it. Yeah, oh, I mean, not even close. Who in their theater would be like, no way? Because now they, now they know you're gonna stay. Yes. after the yeah. credit, so they're gonna put something big. And Thor, imagine being a comic book fan in 2010, going to the theaters, Marvel comic book fan. You sit down and you see an end credit scene of Thor's hammer. I'd be pumped out of my mind. And that got me thinking also, when is Thor? Is that next? Thor's next, no. right? Yeah, Thor's next. Thor's, Thor's next. 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 Next week is Thor. I'm not kidding so, you. I'm so excited. I have so much love for Thor. This is the equivalent of the post credit scene in Eternals, I think. Because we get to see Blade, dude. We don't see Blade. We see the Blade. We hear. We see the Blade. We, we see hear. a Blade. We don't see Mjolnir, but we see the Blade. Oh, you're talking about the sword. Yeah, yeah. the sword. Okay, oh, isn't I, that, I didn't get that. Isn't that yes. Blade's? Yes, you're right. Yeah. No, that is not Blade's sword. Oh. That is that is Black Knight's sword. Oh, but well. we hear Blade's voice. Yeah, okay, well, Blade's in the post-credit scene, and I think that's just as sick as Mjolnir in the end of Iron Man 2. And that's, <laughs> yeah, and that's a, the other thing. That, yeah, yeah, they don't, they didn't announce Iron Man, did they? I mean, they didn't announce Thor before Iron Man 2 came out, right? Thor had no, they to have been announced. They did. Yeah. Thor was already yeah. in production, actually. Okay, yeah. so they announced it. It was like well-known knowledge. Not really, though, because you got to remember, at this time, there's not people like us. Yeah, there's not like what, this. M3 or whatever it's called? The New Rockstars New Rock was, was not around. Yeah. New Rockstars you know, wasn't around. There wasn't. 
D, D, whatever it is, the D nuts. There are no conventions. Yes. Of, when was when did well, Comic Con? Comic Con was a yeah. thing. Comic Con was a thing. Not back we, then. It was still considered it was very weird niche. to be a nerd. You know, mm. now nerds rule it. Rule it. Like you know, your comic. The book whole guy. like the whole definition of nerd has kind of changed now because yeah. we are we just love Marvel movies and Star Wars movies. We just love superhero movies. Right. So it it's really weird now because. This stuff was very niche, and there are just stories of you've had uh, generations ago people who loved all this stuff. They'd kind of get picked on. You feel bad almost. You do. It's you wish they could, th- live but in now the time. they can come out of the closet and be just open fans of the, the, these universes. Truly, it's a beautiful thing. <laughs> yeah. and I'm just telling you, Pride right for nerds, is what you're right for nerds. Now. Yeah, I'm telling you, right freaking now. I would have been pumped out of my mind if I was a Marvel fan. And that's what I'm saying, though. Like, they've kind of caught themselves into a corner, but they can't really do that now because the characters that they can bring in, you can't really tease it like you could. Thor was well known enough to comic book fans and regular people alike. But Hercules is not. Hercules doesn't have that level of hype that if you put him in a post credit scene, it's like, holy cow, that's crazy. What does that mean for They're the like, Marvel oh, he's going to start no, or something? They still have characters they could do that with. It's just that they're not doing that. They're giving us... The, well, I the mean, Hercules. Like, like you're talking about the um, casual viewers. Because yes. comic fans, they know who Hercules is. They right. were excited when they saw that. Yeah. Even though it's very hard to be excited for anything after you just watched <laughs> Thor: Love and Thunder, very true. I forgot about that post-credit scene. Right? Yeah. Forgot about that movie. I'm trying I to delete that from my mind. All I remember you know? is stupid Zeus and the freaking goats. Man. <laughs> goats. The freaking goats. Which but, is ironic because that movie's not even close to the goat. Not even mm, close. No. One of the no. worst. No, uh, it's probably like way higher on the list for. Uh, uh, Hollywood Reporter. Oh yeah, but, yeah. Pull that up. I mean, it's not really on topic with Iron Man two, but are you? Do you guys get the feeling that stuff was cut out from this movie? Thirty to second kind of place. Trim it up, you know. Or it, yeah, sure. Like it, it just. It, feel- I feel like stuff. Story stuff was cut out, and then things were kind of thrown in there. Things did feel really rushed in some points, like. I felt like I was being thrown around. Yeah. Um, characters could have been developed more. I feel like uh, Pepper was thrown into her position. and mm-hmm. It uh, was like out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. And then all of a sudden, uh, Black Widow is there too. And she's yeah. working with Shield. Pepper. Like how did she just all of a sudden become the first-hand assistant? What? I mean, <laughs> she's a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent. I, I would give her anything if she was a part of anything. They gave her a nickname or whatever. Yeah. That's fine. I don't yeah. I don't have a problem with that. It's just everything is so sudden in this movie, mm. dude. Everything. And like Rhodey has a conversation with him. He's like, What? I thought you were gonna tell me about this. And it feels like, like we Rhodey has whiplash. Rhodey has whiplash over the whole plot, including whiplash. <laughs> but I will say this. This might, I'm not gonna lie, have the best Iron Man suits. And I say that plurally because the Mark IV silver suit. Iron Man that one's pretty sick. is so beautiful along with War Machine's armor. Both of those designs are so freaking good. And the suit-up scene on the racetrack is... Let, let's talk about the racetrack scene. Oh. That is, like Micah said, it, it's a great scene in this the movie. The build-up is cheap, though. How he just, like, walks out of the... Oh, it, yeah. Oh, it yeah, is cheap. Uh, I bought the car, so I might as well drive it, The right? build-up is horrible, actually. Yeah, I'd say that. Before you even know that he's there to watch someone else race... He's just already gonna race. So yeah, the, it, shout out uh, Elon Musk is in the uh, <laughs> the scene too. Shout out to that boy. That's right. But hey, he's like the yelling moon. at Pepper. Give me the suit. Give me the suit. And he keeps yelling at her, and it's like, yo, hold on. But right when he puts that suit on, and that oh, thing, it's beautiful. Sound like, design. That's one of my earliest movie theater <laughs> moments. I remember watching that. I mean, you'd no. have to remember that as a kid. When did When did Avatar come out? Two thousand nine. A year. Before that was this. my first movie theater moment. Was watching Avatar in theaters. Where you were like, holy crap. Yeah. What and I'm then watching. this was the second. <laughs> Iron Man 2. Iron Man 2. Who would have thought? Either that or when did, when did Bolt come out? So, Mike. Oh, uh, never mind. Never mind. Bolt in 3D. That was my first movie theater experience. Bolt. Wow. <laughs> okay. Shout out to the past. Oh, the, the real superhero <laughs> movie right there. Right? Bolt. That John was Travolta. That John was Travolta. Bolta. <laughs> what was it? What was. Phase one is fun. Oh, it's Phase so one fun. is so fun. And. 
uh, Phil Coulson is a highlight. And yes, is, he is. Oh, I don't is. remember, but is this Samuel L. Jackson's debut as Nick Fury? If you don't count the post credit scene for Iron Man, yeah. Okay, that's right. Yes, Iron Man. Yeah. I, I, I was. I felt like he hadn't been in a movie already, but I knew he had been. So. Like, thanks you for don't that. really get anything besides yeah. a line from him. This yeah. is where you really, and they don't really like, that's the thing, dude. It's Nick Fury. This is huge. And it just, it's just a random cut to them in a diner. You know, he's like, sir, please get out of the donut. <laughs> you know? And it's like, imagine oh, if you okay, didn't see any of the post credit scene, if you didn't see the Iron Man post credit scene, you're just pulling up on this and you're like, who's this dude? How nice would it have been if Tony's up there eating a donut? And Samuel L. Jackson goes, this is the premiere. He goes, you Krispy Kreme <laughs> mother effer. <laughs> oh, man. How nice would that have been? It would have been too good. Go check out the Punisher Warzone podcast to understand that reference. <laughs> uh, can we talk about the recasting of James Rhodes? Yes, we, we go do from Terrence to Howard that. to Don Cheadle. How do you guys feel about Don Cheadle? In this movie, I feel like he's underutilized. I feel like he's thrown in there. I feel like they're very clear on his entrance. They're like, hey, all right, this, this is a new guy. This, this is Rhodey. This is Rhodey now, guys. This is the guy. Guys, You're my guy. guy. He's Rhodey. This yeah. guy is Rhodey. <laughs> like they say it four times in a row. <laughs> well, yeah, he even comes in. He's like, I'm here. It's me. Deal with it. Yeah. And it seems very like he's talking to the audience. It's very much that way. But I, I, I just know from experience watching all the other films, James he does a great Rose, job. He is great. He is great as Rhodey. Now, what so it Iron Man three? I'm pretty sure he does a great job in that yep, one. He yeah. does. Yeah, that is 100. percent And it's just that this movie gets me so hyped for like the closer we get to we're two years away to 2012's wow. The Avengers. Every day, I just want to watch that movie more and more and more. Because Which one? The, the first Avengers. Oh, I think about that every day. I was thinking about that today. We have five more movies, guys. I we gotta stay on this movie. We gotta stay on this movie. We're we're, we're going off track too much. So many like you know Easter eggs for every little thing that goes into the Avengers that I'm just so excited to finally get there. This is our last but Iron Man movie. Before. I don't even care because we're done with you know. I'm not even gonna lie. Like I have a soft spot in my heart for Dark World, to where I'm like the the rest of the MCU films that we have for a while. I am excited for. Thor, I'm beyond hyped for. Captain America is one of my all-time favorites. Avengers, I'm literally thinking right now, if it lives up to my childhood expectations, I'm literally... Yeah, yes. that's going to be a 10. I'm literally thinking if, about if giving it a 10 just On now. the rewatch, it's as fantastic as we know it is. I feel because like I haven't seen Avengers ever. That's how like good ever? it is, though. I, I have seen it, but I feel like I, oh, I know nothing about that, it. Dude, that's just going to be a even better. podcast. We might I'm basically watch that blind. movie together. I know the, the final battle... And I remember the party bus dude coming around the, the corner. Like, oh, the party's here. <laughs> yeah, top. you are lost. lost. And then Loki, <laughs> and then uh, Hulk going, <laughs> puny god. Bro, listen. <sighs> you remember parts. You don't remember yeah. the essence of it. Anyway, yeah. back to Iron Man 2. We got a little lost in nostalgia right there. Lost yeah, in the sauce. Lost in the sauce, man. Iron Man 2, it's it's serviceable as the second one, but it, it, is, it yeah. just is a step down. As far as, one. can we uh, pull up all the sequels or uh, second installments to franchises? So we have Blade 2. Yep. Spider-Man 2. Spider-Man 2. We have X2. Uh, all three of Fantastic those. Four: Rise of the Silver Surfer. Okay, oh, okay, okay, all right. So I'm I'm gonna go stay with all three. Electra. Oh, uh, technically, not really, not really. Yeah, that's not really. So a yeah, Punisher War Zone. Oh, that's true. That's true. That's true. Some are better, some are worse than Iron Man. <laughs> so too. as far as sequels go, this is probably in the middle. Yeah. I, I put this above. Uh, yeah, above Silver Surfer. What are we sure. counting? The Incredible Hulk. No, no, no. Okay. No. As the I put requel? this above Silver Surfer. I put this above Punisher. I would put this below below Spider Man Two. This is below Spider Man Two. Honestly, easily. I put this below Blade Two. Easily, yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely below Blade. And then X Men Two. Honestly. Yeah, also below X Two. I would yeah. put this below yeah. that one too. Are you ranking it already? No, yeah, no, no. We're no, just no, kind of okay. we're just kind of talking. Get as it. a sequel, though, yeah. I would say it fails because definitely as sequels go, mostly in this rewatch, they're better than the first. Yeah. How does Tony grow in this movie? I feel like 
Tony's the same character at the beginning as the end, except now he's not sick. They gave him a really nice arc in the first one, mm-hmm. and he's going to be in so much more. So then who is this movie for? Who are we growing in this movie? We got Pepper we grew, a little bit, so, yeah, Rhodey a little bit. Character-wise, maybe not. MCU-wise, yeah, it grows. And that's that's the main problem with this movie. Yeah. Tony is a very unlikable character, and it doesn't really do a lot for his character and his story. We do get really kind of a relationship with his dad established. That's which, good. Which pays off later in Civil War. So and there's all that. Game. Like Like we said, a lot of little Easter eggs or little tidbits thrown in here that help establish things later in MCU. But yeah, as a movie and as a character, it, it doesn't really work in that way. Mm. No. So I, I, a little connection that I found is this is John Favreau, right? Mm-hmm. He did the first and the second. He started the MCU. I'm thinking about him starting Star Wars and very like reigniting the fandom. It's very similar approaches. The first season or movie is very, you know, self-contained Mandalorian. It's very like barely any Easter eggs. It's just about a very safe story. Yeah. And the second installment in Iron Man 2 has many connections to the greater MCU. It's all over the place. Kind of like the Mandalorian season two to where you are taken across a lot of the galaxy of Star Wars, a lot of Easter eggs, a lot of characters that are coming in. It works for Mando because it's a television show. You have more time. It's very episodic. It doesn't work for movie form. Yeah. But I see the similarities right Mm -hmm. there. The same approach was taken. Mm -hmm. And hey, we got... Season three coming out, and we got Iron Man three coming John out. John Favreau, Favreau is attached to season three, and not Iron Man three. But I, I, I am looking forward to that one. Your passion alone is. I love Iron Man three. I love it. Did, did you guys get the same vibe off of Happy in this movie? I felt like he was kind of down, like not not fully in it. Like his mind was elsewhere. You could say he wasn't fully in this movie either. Yeah, he had like three scenes. One of what, them was what was he doing at the time? Beat. What was uh, John Favreau? What was his mind on? He was working on directing nothing this else. movie. Yeah, just this movie. It looks like. So th- there was a lot of studio interference with this movie too. Marvel. Oh. Marvel wanted all these little tidbits and Easter eggs in there, and Favreau wanted a more uh, focused movie, you could say. So yeah, we do get a little of Marvel studio interfering in there. So there was a lot of back and forth within there and i don't know you you said he doesn't direct the third one i maybe that plays into this movie and just conflicts Hmm. interesting well what's the box office of this movie compared to the first yeah let me pull that up because has to be higher right i would think the fandom of the i mean you have war machine on the poster right the iron man's an established character as a concept all right so iron man one um, its budget was 100. And, wait, 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 wait. Which one's the budget column? All right, 186 million for Iron Man One. That was okay. the budget, and it made 585 million. Okay. So it made quite a bit. Made half it a million. Made its budget back, and, and that was that's like the second, no, third highest grossing Marvel movie up to that point. Um, Iron Man Two, its budget was a little less at 170 million, and it made 600 million. Oh. So there's a 40 million increase over. So it was 620 and 580. Mm-hmm. So 40 million increase. Yeah. Is this one of our most financial, financially successful? I guess Three is what you could say. I mean, not, I'm assuming Spider Man made more. Not compared to Avengers. Um, well, no, but I'm talking <laughs> so far. X1 was more profitable. X Men uh, One made more than six hundred million dollars. No, 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 more like profit budget. I don't care about that. Okay, budget okay. versus yeah, yeah. I don't care about budget that. Versus... I'm talking just. He just cares about money. Oh, okay, made. he just cares about money. Box right office. now uh, in our list, it is fourth place. Fourth place so far. All three Spider Men are more than that. I would assume. Uh, one, two. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. Got it. Okay. So Spider Man, the most profitable three, one, and then. Two and then Iron Man two, but that's pretty good. To start to be compared to Spider Man levels, yeah. it just shows you where the MCU is possibly going to be. Because these movie, this, these are the two movies that really like the budget of these two are what finance the Avengers movie. Because yes. yeah. I know that Cap doesn't make a lot, and I know that Thor doesn't make a lot either, which is a crying <laughs> shame. But it all works out in the end. All is fair in love and war. But 
unless you guys have anything else that you want to mention, I want to do favorite character. But I want to give it to you guys first. If there's anything else you want to get on the table. About um, Iron Man 2. Now's your chance. I love uh, the courtroom stuff. I really do in yes. this movie. The the start of that and just question. Yeah. What courtroom scenes are better? Uh, the Iron Man 2 courtroom oh, scenes? Oh, Iron Man 2. I know you're going to say She-Hulk. She-Hulk Iron Man 2. Yeah, <laughs> Iron Man 2. The courtroom scenes are better. Uh, I just love uh, Tony's. So, yeah, Tony's an unlikable guy. I would not want to hang out with him. But his courtroom antics. I and agree. His arrogance and cockiness. They got his quick-wittedness so well in this movie. It's, it's so fun to watch him just do his thing. And even though he's not a guy I would want to sit down and have coffee with, Yet he he will be eventually, but he's not that guy yet. I still I think watching him is so fun. Hmm. It's so fun to watch RDJ do his thing as Tony. That's hundred percent. All right, Micah, favorite character in Iron Man two. Favorite character is Sam Rockwell. He this already. Is a, this <laughs> is a, yeah, we were doing least favorite yeah, character. Uh, Man, uh, I liked Whiplash. I liked him. I oh. liked how cool he looked. I liked his little whip things. I like cutting the race cars. Did you like Whiplash and... or did you like his board? His board. His board. His board. I want I my, board. my board. Hey. Yes. I want my board. A bird. You want a bird? I want my board. I can get you a bird. I can get you 10 birds. I want my board. Well, okay. Nothing's impossible. I could... Are we talking about, uh, is this a bird back in Russia? You know what I'm, I'm noticing about you, Mike, as we go along here? You're a simple man. I'm a simple you like, man. You like simple I like, things. I like Listen. when things go boom. I like when things go <laughs> And there is nothing wrong and with that. Goes, <laughs> yeah. I like John Wick. And John Wick's like, do, 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 do. Listen. John Wick 4, coming out. He liked oh, Punisher Warzone, too, right? It was all right. Listen to the podcast. I, I, I rated it pretty highly. Not, not like the best thing in the world. I wouldn't watch yeah. it a second time, but... I like I like Whiplash. Mickey I like yeah. see he was a simple character, but he did what he needed to do to make him an intimidating villain, in my opinion. He snuck his way in to he tricked the uh, he tricked Hammer into giving him all his resources. Yeah, and he's pulled out the rug in at the Stark convention, mm-hmm. Stark Expo, which was cool. That, that, that was super cool. The ending is great. Yeah, I really like the ending made, of this. He, I think this the finale act in this movie is one of the better ones we've had in a while. Yep. Yeah. Because we get to see all those uh, war machine things, the drones just shoot things. It's like Iron Man if he had no morals. (laughs) It was sick. And then to wrap it up, we had Rhodey and uh, Tony just going crazy. Yeah, I like that. I like that. (laughs) They just swept through them too. It was like they were fighting with these guys for so long and he's like all right, now let's start shooting them. And then they just destroy them. Like when he uses the lasers and he like oh, does the yeah. whip around. Why didn't you use those at the beginning of the fight? Beautiful. It's so oh, it was awesome. such a good looking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Both both fights. I wanted to see more of that, um, like what he can do with that new um, Oh yeah, we didn't talk about it. He creates a new element or discovers a new element yeah. in this movie. That's another thing. That would have been cool if that red beam was actually like a blue beam, because it was releasing the energy from the new element. I think that would have been cool. Hmm. I like the fact that he's got lasers. Mm. You know, I think it, he should have had going forward. There should have been more things about because you forget that he has this new element. Is this the last heart that he gets? I think it is. Iron Man three. Iron Man three gets heart. Is it? Is it just removed See, his, in Iron his, Man three? Arc reactor story kind of becomes less important yeah. as time goes on. Now, like because right now it's so iron man focused with all of his stuff Mm. and then they kind of just do away with that especially in iron man 3 it's like the last time you really need to think about his arc reactor and i think this is the movie that shows that it's like all right he's got a new element boom this is it he's good for the rest of time i love the handicap of him having the what is it palladium uh Mm-hmm. Uh, infection or whatever disease. Or, yeah, or it's, it's like infecting bloodstream. him. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I thought that was a cool, cool. element, yeah. and it would have been really cool if they had something long term with mm-hmm. a character that we see here. Like, what if, what if for some reason, um, we? Oh yeah, what if, what if Jane Foster is diagnosed with cancer in Dark World? Yeah, 
And then we see that throughout a couple more movies. Mm. And then, and then by Ragnar or by um whatever that movie's and called. Love and, so Thunder trash. Love and Thunder maybe could have been good. There could have been a payoff in Love and Thunder where it's like, okay, we've been seeing this for the past yeah, decade. Yeah. yeah. With Jane Foster. We've known this character for this long, and she's ha- she's been struggling with this. And Thor's been off world. Mm. Yeah. Where were you, Thor, when I got my diagnosis? Where were you when I... Well, he was walking around in a hot dog costume, as we see in flashbacks. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's what this long-term kind of franchise... But they didn't know that it was going to be so long-term. A long-term franchise like this, that would have elevated to the next level. And I think we will start seeing things in this. For example, when Phil Coulson grabs the Captain America shield, he goes, Do you know what this is? And we don't really get more of He's that. Like, yeah, yeah, it, it's perfect. Get that here. Yeah, <laughs> but we, as we know in Avengers, F- Phil Coulson loves Steve Rogers. He just does. So it's really cool to see that little. Do you know what this is? And he doesn't really expand out in this movie, but it's cool as a as a viewer. Oh, that comes back. That's so cool. He's just like me. He's real. just like me. Oh, <laughs> he's such a fan. Oh, we can't forget. We can't forget the uh, cameo corner. We almost forgot. Stan Lee. Stan Lee. Stan Lee. He plays, oh, what's his name? Um, The talk show host, dude. King. Larry King. Larry, oh, Larry King. That's who he is. <laughs> he is the net. Olivia Munn plays a reporter in this movie. She will Not be playing Psylocke in the X-Men movies coming up here pretty soon. Uh, Christine Everhart comes back from Iron Man. Obviously, we already talked about um, Elon Musk. You know, as another cameo, Phil Coulson's in here. Stern. He's so awkward, man. <laughs> Elon, he, he is. Yeah, he, it's like we got to talk about some stuff, and he's like, All right, "I got, uh, I, I like your uh, electric uh, rocket thing." He's like, "They just put him in there just to put him in there." There's no reason. He, you know? he was just a rich dude. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ethan, favorite character. Favorite character. I uh, I know you're not gonna. I know who you want to take, so I'll I'll leave him on the board for you. Thank you. I'll, I'll take Tony. I'll take Tony. I I know that he's not the most likable guy, and uh, there's a lot of stupid things he does, and they kind of he, he he goes a little crazy. He he pees in the Iron Man suit, which I always look back on with disgust. But hey, in it was this, filtered. It's, it's, it's filters. Yeah, it kind of it it charms me now to the character because I know where he goes. Mm. I know where he goes. I know he becomes a character that I love even more. And I think it just it's a testament to what a good arc can do. It can take a character put him in low situations like this, make him unlikable and then bring him to be that guy that, that crawls on the wire. As Steve says that he, yeah, he would never, he crawls on the beautiful. wire. And I, I, I just can't look at Tony and think that I dislike this guy. Cause I, I know I, I love him in the end and yeah, I'll take Tony here. Tony I like Stark. Tony, Tony Stark. Tony Stark. You've conveniently and gratefully yeah. left me uh, Justin Hammer. Oh, I've yeah. definitely taken Justin Hammer for this. He is my most enjoyable performance so throughout fun. the whole yeah. movie. Almost any scene he's in. I'm going to have to rewatch this movie, man. <laughs> Maybe. I don't get you it. You did say you were sleepy I don't get during it. the movie. I wasn't so. like, okay, I said I was. I, I said sleepy. I wasn't sleepy. I was sleepy. Yeah, during the movie. And that can affect it, maybe. Maybe yeah, you were yeah, just yeah. turned off by him. But he, in my opinion, he's so good. He's a standout performance in this he movie. Is. Uh, I think Iron Man 3 has the weakest villain, but he is up there with Obadiah Stane as far as villains go. Definitely, mm-hmm. I agree with Ethan on top five for sure. I also want to give a shout out to a character we have really neglected to talk about with Black Widow. We haven't really given yeah, her a fair Natasha. shot, but this is the introduction to her. I really like the scene where she goes in and beats up all the guys and Happy is taking on one he dude. punches one guy. <laughs> I got him! And he, all those other guys are dead. It's, it's shows, cool. She's it's effective. My, uh, I watched... I watched every Marvel movie going into or uh, every Marvel movie from Iron Man to Endgame with my cousin Marissa two summers ago. And when that scene happened, she looked at me, and goes, you know, what? I bet I bet guys really liked that scene. <laughs> like, yeah, that that is pretty cool. It, Dude, it's she was cool. only right six at the time. She was so young. Yeah, that's crazy. Robert Downey Jr. was 45 when he did this movie. Even he looks at him. He's this a one, legend. He's oh, a legend. Big time legend, man. Uh, favorite scene, Micah, you got a favorite scene? Well, I already talked about the, um, the final scene, uh, and that one was, that one was really good. Um, I think 
That was probably my favorite. But since I already talked about it, I want to talk about um, the introduction of um, Black Widow. I liked her. I like that. Uh, the 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 fighting scene because we get to we there's a couple layers in that scene and I like to see that you get you get the reminder that Tony is still sick. He's got the the cup with the dark liquid in it. We get to see if you have no idea who Black Widow is when she's introduced here. She could totally blindside you here. Like yeah. you're like, oh, she's just like some crazy like can fight. <laughs> what? Whoa! Whoa! Where, whoa. where did this come from? <laughs> Imagine sitting in the movie theater at that time, and you're like, oh, Tony Stark's just hitting on another secretary or whatever, and then she turns out to be the biggest yeah. female lead in the MCU for the next ten years. <laughs> Good point. Good point. Like that, that's crazy that she's just introduced so casually like that. And then all of a sudden flipped on its head, flips happy Hogan on his head. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that is a good scene. Uh, hey, uh, give her, give her a lesson or something. Yeah. And it's cool the way they, or I don't know if it's cool, but they really, they give her more to do than you'd think. Like, all right, just right. a little introduction here. Yeah. And if you I didn't know who she was, then you wouldn't understand what's going on. Like yeah. she's totally playing the scene. Yeah. She plays exactly what a super and spy And we'll get do. to talk yeah. about it next week with Hawkeye's introduction. They do that a little differently. There's a lot less substance there, but it's still really cool that they're just, they're getting ready. They're getting ready for the Avengers. Oh, that's beautiful. Ethan, favorite scene. So favorite scene. And this is kind of, I might cheat a little, but this is kind of a two-parter. So uh, I, I like the ending scene, but I like how it uh, kind of is supported by the scene earlier where, uh, Tony and Rhodey are fighting in the house. Tony's drunk. And our, I do, here, I also love the whole subplot of needing, or the main plot, I guess, of needing to control these dangerous weapons that the government wants to control Tony's suit. I love that. I love that whole element of this movie. I just wanted to say that now. But yeah, James Rhodes is like, no, Tony, take off the suit. And they're fighting. And then they learn in that scene at the end, when the when their two beams meet together, yes, boom, big explosion, super sick, and yeah, they pay it off, and that that my favorite scene is when they pay it off in the end because Tony's like in the earlier scene, uh, I work alone, I don't need a partner, take off the suit, and then at the end he's like, Rose, I got an idea, you want to be a hero? What? You really use a sidekick? Put your hand up. This is your idea? Yep. I like that. That's I'd say that's an arc. I'd say that's an arc. Tony learned how to work with other people in the suit. It's not just him. The special effect that they use when it explodes was also really, really nice. Yeah. Uh, I would say my favorite scene is when Tony Stark's father gives him the message over mm. the slide projector. It's really nice because the whole movie, I mean, we know the relationship that they have, especially after it's expanded upon later on. But he's like, what is and always will be my greatest creation is you. And it's really nice. And there's actually this tribute on YouTube that came out after a day after Endgame. This guy posted it, and that is the whole theme of the video. It's a tribute for Tony Stark, because right after he died, everyone was looking for tributes online, and that is a through line to it all. And it's Tony's arc throughout the movies, and that scene and that line means so much after Endgame. And it means... like It was a really great scene for me, watching it as an informed viewer. And even in this movie, it's really good. It's his, it's his way of connecting with his son. And his son realizing what to do, you know. That's my favorite scene. But now, as we've done with every other movie, we've come to our time where we get to rank this movie. And this Let's is going to be interesting. our scores. That's right. Yeah, yeah. We've, got, we've had a, a pretty marginally average MCU film and a pretty great one. But where is this going to stand? Where is this going to stand? We're yeah. going to start with Micah first. Micah, what do you give Iron Man 2? Iron Man 2 uh, has its flaws. Mm-hmm. We'll say that, but it also has its good parts. Um, would I watch this again if not to try to see what you guys are talking about with Hammer? <laughs> um, probably not. So, I mean, if it, 
I had I had a time with it, an enjoyable time. I'll say that. Um, great fight, great introductions, great setting up for Avengers. Great because this is the this is they they wanted to gear us up for Avengers with Iron Man. I think it does its job in those ways. Um, but I don't feel like Iron Man grows too much. I don't feel like. It felt like an episode of a TV show where all the characters are just back to where they were. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to have to give this a six point. Ooh, Ooh I don't know. Above or under 0. 0.5. Uh, I'm going to go with 6.6. Six. We're going 6.6. Okay. Six. I said six. earlier that it's better than Howard the Duck. And it is better than Howard the Duck. <laughs> I will give it that. The quack, the quack foo just doesn't quite. The quack foo doesn't cut it. Doesn't cu- quite quack it. Wow. Doesn't quack the egg. I gave nice. uh, Howard the Duck a six point five. So this is point one better. Okay. Whoa. Okay. I think it is because Howard the Duck made me laugh more. As long as it's okay. better than Howard okay. the Duck, that's all that matters. <laughs> Ethan. Yeah. So even right now, I don't know how high I'm going to go at this score. Uh. I really like this movie. I think, as Micah said, it has its flaws. It it uh, gets a little blocky at times, and scenes kind of come out of nowhere. Tony Stark randomly discovers a new element that his dad left for him in the schematics of an old theme park. So th- that's weird. Uh, Nick Fury and all the Avenger stuff thrown in there is a little interesting. Uh, Whiplash doesn't doesn't do it for me. But man, there's a lot I really like in this movie too. I like I said, I like all the performances. Every actor I think brings their A game, and Justin Hammer kills it. Uh, Tony Stark, fun as always. Love watching him, even though he is highly unlikable at points in this movie. Uh, it it's just in a, in a day and age where we do not have movies like this anymore, and a Tony like character or a. A character like Tony Stark on our screen, I really do have a lot of nostalgia for this movie. I really do enjoy it, so I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go a seven point four with this one. Whoa, whoa! It reached a seven. Okay, IMDb right. has this at a six point nine. By the way, nice. just just for your for your uh, information, I wonder what Rotten Tomatoes says about yeah, that as well. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes. Or do you want to give your score first? Uh, no, I want to hear what they have to okay. say. Rotten Tomatoes uh, gives it a... I can't see past my microphone to where it is. Uh, <laughs> audience was a 71, and critic was 72. Okay. Metacritic, Metacritic oh. is at a 57. Mm. Interesting. Okay, so 57 for that, Rotten Tomatoes. This is one of our few controversial movies across the board with Metacritic. Metacritic so, is usually whack, though. Yeah, well, it, it pulls from a couple places. And that's how it gets its score. Uh, IMDb, yeah, as you said, six point nine, nice, and um, nice. Yeah, we'll indeed. I I just think it's it's strange, Joe. Strange. This is one of two movies. Oh, Metacritic thinks this is the same as Love and Thunder. Oh, mm. yeah. See, Metacritic's whack. <laughs> there are f- three or four right? movies on our Absolutely. entire list where Metacritic gives it a lo- like a a considered rotten score compared mm. to a a fresh score. I wonder how they do it. Uh, yeah. So this, for me, this one has a, a lot of problems. I I actually did not have the best time watching it. Just recently, I just got done with it today. Maybe it was because it was right off the back of Social Network, which was an epic film I just saw for the first time. I don't think it was that though. I had a lot of homework in between. I just, there's, it feels so disjointed. It feels like there was a lot of scenes cut out for time. A lot of the plots that you mentioned don't really make sense. Tony is not as likable for me in this movie. And it's just in a movie where the first installment was so good to dip down this low is so jarring to me. And I don't know if I'll ever really rewatch this again unless it's going to be in like a rewatch type scenario like this. And for those reasons, you know, Justin Hammer aside being a very big standout, I'm going to give this movie a 6.5 okay. wow. as well. We just made Multiverse Monologue history. The first time Ethan gave it the highest score. First time ever I gave a movie the wow. highest score. Wow. No way. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Guys, He's I have really never given it higher than both of us? Nope. Uh, the last time it was this close uh, was Blade, where you guys tied. Okay. Wow. What did we both get? Blade? Seven. 
Both gave Blade wow. a seven. What did you give Blade? I gave Blade a six point seven. Oh. Oh. First Blade? I was trying to be spicy, I guess. I was giving myself <laughs> some room to grow, you know? Yeah. Didn't want to rate right. too high. Right. Seven, right. Uh, looking yeah. back, I'd probably rate it a 7 now that I kind of know what my ranking is. Yeah. Uh, because a 7 is the threshold of like, okay, yeah, to watch this again. Yeah. I'd have a fun time watching this again. So uh, looking back, Ben, you rated Incredible Hulk a 6. Point correct. Five. A 6.5. Yeah. Okay. I've got so Incredible Hulk as a 6.5. Which one is better? Uh, in my opinion, Incredible Hulk slightly edges it out. Ooh. Okay. For sure. I respect it. Okay. I don't I don't think neither of them deserve the seven though. I don't think. Because I, I would not rewatch either of them. I think I th- see, I don't know. I've hated this movie every time I've watched it before this moment. I think you were right before. But yeah, me too. <laughs> I really like this movie now. I think it's because you watched it in four sittings. Anyway, our, <laughs> that could be why. I'm not going to lie. That, I am. No, 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 no. I am seeing things <laughs> the way the creators wanted me to see it. Uh, I guess uh, this so. movie. I don't think John Favreau wanted you to see this. So <laughs> our ranking, uh, this is our 22nd movie. Yep. I think, Ben, at the beginning, you said 23rd. I this did. is our 22nd movie. <laughs> My mistake. Loser. And um, <laughs> our average score is 6.83. Six point. If you can recall okay. for last week, uh, X Men Origins Wolverine was a six point seven, so this puts it just above X Men Origins Wolverine. Would you say? Yeah. That it's okay. Okay. Out of, out of the twenty two, what, yeah, yeah. what what place is this? Uh, ninth place. Ninth place. Ninth place. Can you read the top nine for us? Top, not, top ten. Want me to just top do top ten? 10 that yeah, let's do top ten. Number one, Spider Man two at a eight point nine. Number two, Iron Man at an eight point eight. Third place, Spider-Man at a 7.9. Spider-Man 3 at a 7.5. X2 at a 7.5. That's fifth place for those who keep track at home. Blade 2, uh, we are now in sixth place, 7.3. X-Men, 6.9 in seventh place. Eighth place is Blade at a 6.9. Ninth place is Iron Man 2 at a 6.8. And tenth place is X-Men Origins Wolverine at a 6.7. X Men Origins Wolverine. X Men Origins Wolverine as ten. I'm just excited for, to bump that week. out of the top ten. I'm oh, excited to bump that out next week. Top, top. Yeah, because Thor. I'm telling you, I. I know this Ethan, is our last standing. The, we will not see a lot of these movies in our top ten going mm, forward. No, like these will be kicked down quick. Oh, absolutely. yeah. Like I was very surprised to hear that Blade Two is number six right now. Yeah, that's crazy. Not that Blade Two isn't good. It's just really cool Blade to two, see. We it gave up there. a six point nine, seven point five, and seven point six. So we thought it was like we okay. thought it was pretty good. Like kind of, yeah. kind of, you know, like I mean, I'd watch this again for something. It was good back then. Yeah. So I'm happy with that. But all the eights coming up. And yeah, Ben, you were saying how normally I'm not too hot on Thor. You're not, and I'm I not. Remember you I'm saying not, that? Yeah. But I also was not too hot on Iron Man two. And here we go, me being That's an apologist true. for Iron Man two. So. Bring it on, Thor. I love Tom Hiddleston as Loki. He is a standout. He's oh. one of the best characters and best castings in all of the MCU. Very underappreciated to this day, I think. And it, I'm, I'm really excited to revisit, revisit this film. Just uh, taking the moment, boys. This is probably our last week with two eight movies. Mm. That's well, it. Two eight th- movies? You think two, that eight out of tens. You think that Thor is going to... I think... Here on out for a while. We're going to be, be an eight. eight, eight plus territory. Oh, okay. We got Thor. X Men First Class. Captain America. The- why'd you whisper? Why'd you whisper X Men First Class? I don't know. Is that controversial? I have no idea. No, no. no X Men no. First Class is. Okay. I think it's more controversial to say Thor is an eight than oh, X Men really? First Class is an eight. Okay, for yeah, sure. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I forget. You guys were hyping up Thor, so I haven't seen Thor in a long time. No, no, no. It, I'm, X, oh, who knows? Who yeah, knows? we got first class. We got Captain America, Ghost Rider, Speed of Vengeance, and then we got some uh, oh, Spirit of Avengers. Avengers. Going to be an eight. <laughs> Mid Avengers coming up too. Oh, I wouldn't my be surprised God. if we have our first nine with Avengers. Ooh. Oh, oh, we got so close with our um, Spider Man. Spider Man Two was an eight point nine. We were so close. We were so close. That's okay. So stay tuned next week for Thor. Much anticipated. Available by me. Available on Disney Plus. Disney Plus. As yes. usual. Is it, did they have the IMAX one on Disney Plus? Because they didn't have Iron Man 2 on IMAX. They did. Maybe that's why you took a nap during the, the movie. <laughs> uh, I'm not IMAX. sure if they have Thor. I don't think they do. But I could be wrong on that. But stay tuned for that. Stay tuned for the Last of Us podcast. Mike and Ethan and Brandon, who's 
a welcome guest on the show. We'll be going back and listen to the episode two podcast. It was very epic. I'm excited for things to come. And so stay tuned for that. Stay tuned for YouTube. We've got projects coming out galore. And oh, galore. Galore. And we just know, had a DC podcast drop today. James Gunn unveiled his new slate, and me and Ben, who don't know much about DC, try to react to that. <laughs> oh, it was very interesting because I know a certain amount. And let me tell you something. The new slate is something else. So go give that a this listen. This is something else. I give my live reaction to that. I, I did not look at it before. Blind so. reaction. Bad yeah. Batch still going strong? Bad Batch is going strong. What else are we on now for? Next week, there is a, uh, a two episodes coming Whoa. out in the same week. Okay. It's a mid-season, kind of the finale, it, I guess. It, you say the season's been pretty mad? You, say, that, you said mid-season? I would say it has mid-season. been... It has been like uh, a six out of ten so far. Because okay. mm. I I watched the first three. I'm I'm behind now, so we'll see. Episode we'll see. three was without a doubt like the best thing to come out of this show. But there's the clone conspiracy is the next titled clone uh, episode, so that could be insane. But we'll, we're uh, we shall see. But for now, mid batch, not mid batch, not mid batch. I'll stand by that. A lot of people say mid-batch, though. That's not controversial. That's the common opinion. But, you know, that's just who I am. But, for now, this is Ben Rayside. This is Ethan Wenseloff. This is Micah Het. Signing off, we all hope you have an absolutely fantastic day.